Recently, the outrage mob got upset with a Peloton commercial where a husband bought his wife an exercise bike for Christmas. If you or someone you know is truly bothered by what a fictitious couple gets each other for Christmas, we urge you to get on your exercise bike and take a long, relaxing ride off a cliff. Sure, you might not like the idea of a man buying a woman workout gear, but at the end of the day, it's a f***ing commercial. So don't give it so much power over your life. Who knows? Maybe the woman asked for the bike. But regardless of how it got there, any couple who's ever bought a workout product off the TV can tell you that two months from now, that bike will become a laundry stand. So make like this couple and hang it up. I believe that together we can make America great again. Oh, girl. There it is. There it is. Sean Barry. Hello. Another big episode, a Thursday edition of Everybody Calm Down. Calm down. People are still yelling about a Peloton commercial. Would you stop it? Silly. First of all, it's not even the guy's real wife. It's an actress who has just landed the biggest role of her commercial career. She's in a national commercial. It's the biggest moment of her life. And now you've got to ruin her and accuse her in furthering the fat shaming of women in America, which infuriates me, Sean Barry. This might make her huge, though. You know, this might blow her up. Yeah, well, which may, it infuriates me because the people fighting for equality don't treat women as equals. And it drives me crazy. Like, this idea that a woman could only want an exor- want to exercise because her husband told her to is infuriating. Yeah, of course. To be honest with you, odds are she got a husband (laughs) because she liked to exercise. (laughs) She was in shape, and he was like, oh, girl. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, every other uh, type of commercial is just emasculating men left and right. All day. Can't can't possibly find anything in the refrigerator. Yeah. No idea to clean anything. No, we're losers. Yeah, we're dumb dads. Honey, could you help us? No idea how to uh, care for a child. Yeah, everybody in every commercial in America now is a bearded beta pussy. Like a fat guy in a flannel. That's every male commercial. And uh, it's infuriating to me. But the point is, welcome to another episode of Everybody Calm yeah, Down. Calm Down. John Moses is going to join us shortly. A Canadian comedian. Uh, lives here in America now. Uh, you know, a lot of people threatened to move to Canada after the election. He did a reverse election. He moved here. Yeah, good for him. How about John Moses? Yeah. Going against the grain. What the? Going against the grain. He'll be with us shortly, uh, assuming we can get him out of bed. It's, you know, 10 in the morning <laughs> on a Thursday for comedians. This is basically the night before. Uh, but we're going to talk about some things going on in the world. And uh, the reason I brought up this Peloton thing is because she has just landed another commercial now, this actress. Oh, good. But they're screaming, like, how could she be working again? I'm like, what is, what, why, does, why, why does her life need to be ruined? Why does anybody's life need to be ruined? Number one. Number two, it's like it, 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 it is a commercial, you know. Number three, like we're now mad at f- pretend things. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't nip this in the bud, Sean, pretty soon women will get mad at us for shit we do in their dreams. Right. Oh, wait. Well, let, yeah. me, let me back that up That's a minute. Serious. But seriously, though, I mean, think about this. It is a pretend commercial. It's not his real wife. Right. Um, we don't know the full context of how that bike got there in the commercial. For all we know, in the origin story. She had been begging him two years for a Peloton bike, but he was like, we don't have the money, we don't have the money, we don't have the money. This was his way of telling her he got the promotion. She comes downstairs, she goes, oh my God, a Peloton bike. And he's like, by the way, guess who got the promotion? You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's the commercial. Guess who got the promotion, honey? And then he's like, uh, 
Now start peddling, because I'm not dating no heifer. <laughs> if I'm going to be an executive, be the head of the boardroom, you better lose a few LBs. I mean, on the other side of this, it's it's okay to get your wife like a Lexus with a big bow on it. That's yeah. okay. That, yeah, that's not that's not shaming the other families. So silly. Who can't unwrap a Jaguar yeah. this Christmas? <laughs> We're not shaming them. The bow in the driving. Brilliant point, Sean Barry. Yeah. And it's just so stupid to me to get mad at anything. But let alone get mad at pretend things. Like, where are we as a people? How fat, spoiled, and stupid has American life become mm. that we now have time in the day to take issue with commercial actors we've never met in scenarios that have never happened? Right. You know that? <laughs> are you buying your wife a $3,000 exercise bike? for Which, by the way, comes with a $50 a month membership fee. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. $50 a month? You're not even going to use the thing. No. Nobody uses ex that PSA we recorded before the show. Mm. That is 99% of all TV workout equipment in America becomes a laundry stand. I'd 99% of it. I'd say 100%. Do you, know how many, do you know how many straight bars that you do squats or bench with have suits hanging on them in American basements right now? I would say like 85% of straight bars probably have laundry hanging on them. I've got, uh, I've got a couple sweatshirts drying on my dip bar right now. <laughs> you do, right? Yeah. That like that's the point of the commercial. Like if they wanted to make this fun, we should we should make a second commercial where it's a month from now, and you see the bike and you, you see her. She's slob, yeah, but he's into it. Because <laughs> yeah. let me let me jump in here too. Okay, as a married guy, I grant you that there are fitness conscious couples who work out, bond over their love of exercises, might have met at a marathon. Mm -hmm. That that's who those people are. That's who they're always going to be. Um. But there are also other people. Uh, that's the problem with a one-size-fits-all society is that you disregard the fact that there are other sizes. There are other people. There are other guys, other girls who don't want their spouse getting in shape. Mm -hmm. Why? Because then they got to get in shape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like half, half of the marriages are, you know, do you take this woman to eat yourself to death with <laughs> for the next 20 to 50 to eight years. Cause you might get so fat and disgusted with yourself that you can't stand them. You cannibalize each other around the holidays yeah. and you guys just eventually skip town. You know, that can happen. But the point is when you try to speak for the entirety of society, you're always going to come up short. But when you attach anger to a fake commercial what you're really saying to the world. I'm stupid. <laughs> Heck you. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I'm dumb. Hi, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys got a minute? Hey, if I can have your attention, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mean to take up too much of your time, but I'm dumb as shit. <laughs> I'm mad at a commercial. I'm mad at a commercial. Yeah, Vice wrote an article. Do you want to read some of this? It's so insane. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm typing this. I'm going to bring it up. I did this on the radio last week, but I, we should do it today just because we're here and they're making it a story today. We're doing it. so Yeah, we might as well cover the story we're covering, which is new for us. Mm. Pelotons, are you ready for this? The Peloton ad woman is absolutely not okay. What does that even mean? Peloton released a 30-second tale of one woman's desperate journey into wellness hell. Are you ready? Yeah. His hand grips her shoulder a little too tightly as he lifts the remote and starts the video. She shifts her thigh away from his on the couch slowly, praying he won't notice. 
as images of her amazing progress. That's what he insists on calling it to her. It's debasement. Flash across the screen. Every cell of her body aches to retreat from his. She would rather be anywhere else in the world than here, in her glacial home with the husband she loathes, putting on this sick pantomime of wellness and marital bliss. She'd even rather be back on the dreaded Peloton. That is their take on 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 this commercial where the woman is getting you are so dumb anyway, you are really dumb for real where this this woman is getting a peloton bike for commercial this is her analysis of the commercial to anyone who hasn't seen a commercial for the wildly expensive subscription home exercise bike the horror imbued in the scene above may feel obvious <laughs> or overwrought are you fucking kidding me i know the show is called everybody calm down but are you fucking kidding me this is a paid actress right who literally read this script, shot this script, and bit her fingernails to the bone, hoping it didn't get canceled. Yeah. So it would air, she would get royalties, and get the exposure of a national commercial. First of all, I doubt she'd probably even get any royalties, but but the notion of how even a commercial is filmed. Yeah. Right? You have no control of the as the actor. Uh -huh. You know, you get a script to read, you read it. They get direction, you do it. You do, They do a million takes, mm -hmm. and you have no idea which ones they're going to use. Uh, in post, they're going to edit it together in whatever way mm -hmm. they want it, whatever story they want to tell based on the shots that they have. So, I mean, to even call this actress out is uh -huh. ridiculous. It's fake! I know. It's, She's it's getting paid to be there! Oh my she God. wants to be there! Right. And here's the thing. She's not being fat shamed by her husband. You want to know why? Because it's not her husband. <laughs> It's a gay actor <laughs> yeah, <most laughs> who starved himself, probably rode a Peloton yeah. so he could get in shape to land this pretend gig. And, sh and this writer describes that scene as if she's just weak woman held prisoner. Yo, if, you, if you're so like, if you're so, if you hate your husband so much, your yeah. quotes, air quotes, husband, get up and leave, bitch. Yeah. How about this reality? How about this reality? This, yeah. So, so, so we're just to believe women can't speak for themselves. Right. Women are just fucking I infants who can't stand up to a husband. They can't refuse a gift they don't want. She can't refuse to ride the bike. It's not like he's holding a gun to her head, making her pedal at gunpoint. Right. It's not like she can't turn around and say, what is this shit? Yeah, he's Return not. Return this. <laughs> there's there's no forced exercise. This Seriously. isn't This isn't me and Jenny. This is a Peloton <laughs> ad. Get back on the bike, babe. Okay, but anyway, here's, here's more of her commentary. To anyone who hasn't seen a commercial for the wildly expensive subscription home exercise bike, the horror imbued in the scene above may feel obvious or overwrought. To that I say... Watch the clip and tell me this shit isn't wildly sinister. Her grim motivation that pushes her to drag herself out of bed, combined with exclaiming at the camera how blatantly, inexplicably nervous the Peloton makes her paint a bleak portrait of a woman in the thrall of a machine designed to erode her spirit as it sculpts her quads. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, seriously, are you? Uh, oh, my. I don't even. I mean, Shut it's, up. I'm infuriated. Listen to me. Listen Let's just stop right here before we read here, okay? This me this is to say then that every single woman who has ever exercised in her life did so against their will. It's so insulting to women. Mm -hmm. It is so demeaning. You want to talk about demeaning and debasing. This idea that your worldview is that no woman would ever make a decision without a man making it for her. That's right. I mean, oh, it wasn't for you men. We'd, we'd all be 700 pounds. It's true. We'd never work out. Mm -hmm. this, this, this machine is designed to erode her spirit as it sculpts her. That's what it's designed to do. I got to be honest. I didn't see the exercise of Shark Tank where they greenlit this thing. <laughs> right. But I doubt they were like, no, no. And what it'll do is it'll erode a spirit. Yeah. 
as it scopes her quads. And if you want, you could set up in the kitchen so she could still make your sandwich. Yeah. She's working on <laughs> She's working the legs. Listen, it comes if you buy the XL. It comes with a built-in dishwasher <laughs> for the dishwasher. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, so fucking stupid. Okay, titled The Gift That Gives Back, the 30-second commercial is a mere glimpse into the barrage of horror its protagonist, a young wife and mother, slogs through daily. At the outset, her husband gives her the titular gift, a Peloton. She recognizes the machine instantly and exclaims accordingly. It is unclear whether or not she already has an inkling of how this bike will become the instrument of her subjugation. The middle of the clip proceeds in the form of a vlog. She captures, or is it made to capture, her journey with Peloton. From the first ride to early mornings devoted to the Peloton, and by proxy to the altar of her own improvement. Although it is initially unclear who the vlog's intended audience is, the clip's final act serves as a chilling reveal. In the next cut, the woman is shown sitting on the couch next to her husband the following holiday season, presenting the footage to him of herself performing excitement about ingratitude for her exercise bike in a supercut, evidence of fealty to the Peloton and, by extension, to him. Thank you, says the Peloton woman's avatar on the screen. She turns to him, searching his face and trying to gauge his reaction. He grants her a smile, a squeeze on the shoulder. She has appeased her benevolent Peloton-bestowing God for now. Are you fucking oh, kidding me? They read into that. This woman is a garbage. I don't. She's not a garbage person. I don't mm -hmm. know her. I don't right. wish her ill will. I don't want her to get fired or canceled. She is a piece of shit writer. <laughs> I say that is the best writer in cable news, a guy who got there through repetition, through nothing but repetition. I have no ability other than a work ethic. This is a piece of shit. I mean, you talk about calisthenics exercise, talk about stretching. Mm. That My God, like yeah. where are we as a country that that's acceptable? I, I mean, I want her to have the right to say it. I, I don't want it to go away. I'm not one of those people. But the idea that this woman, no woman could want to exercise, just that alone mm. is infantilizing women on such a level that if you were going to revolt against anything, it's comments like this. It's that, that take from Vice. I mean, if I'm a woman like that, it does. It infuriates me when they say like, oh, you got to vote. You know, you didn't you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. She's a woman. You got to vote for. Her. No, you don't. You have to vote for whoever you think the best candidate is. Right. I said this the other night in Kennedy. I didn't vote for Trump because we're both fat. You know, that's right. that's not why I voted for him, uh, uh, you know, in this particular instance. Uh, like these people uh, are being taught such a limited uh, limited uh, appraisal of their own value, their own self-worth. It's that everything should be algorithm down to like, this is the math you should be living your life by. Mm -hmm. And it's so uh, intellectually lazy to just take umbrage to something where, to be very honest with you, one, it's fucking insane because it's pretend she's not his, his husband, she's an actress. But just two, this just this idea, I can't say it enough on here. Women are allowed to think for themselves. Women are allowed. Feminists, you jackasses out there that do this to women, we don't, uh, all women don't have to have the same worldview. And it discredits the feminist movement uh, when they shit all over conservatives like Nikki Haley or Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Ivanka Trump because they're, they're women. If women are the greatest thing in the world and all women matter, you can't just throw some of them out because they don't want to lock, march in lockstep. The whole joke of America is it was a melting pot. Right. And we're going to be a lot of different things that come together to form one greater good. But that's not true, Sean Barry. And the reason we're never going to have a female president anytime soon, is not men. It's not misogyny. Do you want to know what it is, Sean Barry? I think you know, but do you know why we're never going to have a female president? Because of other females. Thank you. Yeah. Circle gets a square. Let's go to Jim J. Bullock for the block. <laughs> well, that's the reason, the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to 
just generalize here, but uh, I am a little bit, that the notion that, you know, women, when they get dressed to go out and they look good and the hair is done and the jewelry's on point and the nails, I mean, yeah. guys, they might notice on, on some sort of, you know, um, subconscious level, but for the most part, they're doing it to impress the other women that are out. Yeah, how about that? Know? Of course, because they peacock. go and judge. Yeah. Like, let me, when, when, when was the last time a woman got engaged? And a guy has to see her ring. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it happens, but yeah. you know who those guys are? Yeah. Guys that mm. don't want to bang women. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, reality. You know, that's, I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. <laughs> but that's, that's part of the gig. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not for guys. It's for women. Right. When you talk about, um, you know, uh, body shaming and shit like that. Those aren't men making those magazines. Right. <laughs> those are women's magazines. Mm -hmm. Men's health doesn't uh, have an ad on the front that says seven pussy exercises you can do to give him a night he'll never forget. Right. Those are magazines made for women, you know, and uh, I'm not saying there aren't men on those publishing boards and running those magazines, but the fact is they've furthered that own culture because the running myth in this country that has always infuriated me is that men are the ones demanding women to be skinny. When, in fact, I think if we've learned anything in the age of free pornography, yeah. it's that men are attracted to everything. Because yeah, we're not attracted to looks. We're attracted to energy. That is male and female. Everybody has turned their back on a nine to go home with a six who had something about it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And I only know that because I've been the six. <laughs> Far more times than anyone deserves to be. I have been that six who left the nine behind at the bar empty handed because she thought I was an interesting guy. I mean, she figured it out the hard way, but, you know, mm. she figured it out. The point is, and there she went. Uh, but but this idea that men were the one advancing uh, this narrative where we needed this one type of woman. We've never wanted that. No. Do you know? I mean, personally, I can't stand Lena Dunham. I think she's annoying. But I, I think she's I'm so I'm into Lena Dunham. Like, that's like my kind of chick. You know, I couldn't put up with talking to her, but I love a good Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Like the idea that Jenny is tall and pretty and gorgeous and people tell me that every day. I just laugh because it's just it just happened that way because mm -hmm. we get on good. Right. There very well could have been a far further down the rung Mrs. Fela than it just I just lucked out by the grace of God. I got a hot, cool wife. I, I might not have been looking for one that hot. You know, that's not what I'm after. Mm -hmm. It puts a little pressure on me. People think she's pretty and they think she's cool. They don't think that about me. <laughs> like, this guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, Mr. Fox News? Oh, that's who you marry? Yeah? That fucking white supremacist? Although people with that accent agree with Fox News. Yeah, yeah. They're my Long Island people. They love us. <laughs> fucking Long Island, strong island. We rep the president hard. I mean, I don't. I don't give a shit. I will never endorse a candidate. You want to know why? For as long as radio, TV, because people get paid to endorse candidates. Mm -hmm. People who are on TV, people who are on radio, maybe not TV, but people who are like surrogates, I mean. People who make the rounds doing TV hits, telling you who you should vote for, who you shouldn't vote for. They get right. paid. Why am I doing that shit for free? Because I know those people get paid well. Right on. You want to know why I know they get paid well? Because every time I go out for them for drinks, you know, one of these like political consultants will have on the show. Mm -hmm. They're not drinking well liquor, Sean Barry. Oh, no. They're not having like a Long Island iced tea. You know what I mean? They're having like a Catalina Island iced tea. Oh. You know, that little ritzy island off the coast of California. Sure. Yeah. They're drinking nice shit. You know, me and you are you know, pouring cologne through a slice of bread. Well. I'm not getting an endorsement until I'm at least pouring the cologne through multi-grain bread. Yeah. You know, I need to step it up a little bit. Uh, John Moses, by the way, I haven't found him yet. He's a comic. It's 1030. There he is. We're going to get him on the phone shortly. I want his opinion on this because I am not happy. All right. You know, I'm not happy. This Peloton bullshit. <laughs> and it's like a two-week-old story that they're, bat they're mad at today 
because it was just revealed that she landed another role. Like, why should she never work again? Who's following Who her career? Who the fuck anyway? are you yeah. that this woman should never work again because she dared land a gig, a dream gig? Right. But you want to know something? And I predict this, and it infuriates me. She's going to be made to speak out and be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. At the time it was an ad, I didn't realize, you know, all the women who go through this and my own uh, privilege as someone who's in shape, well, who was blessed with yeah. a genetics. And I hope she's smarter than that. I hope if she does speak out, it's just oh. to say everyone shut the fuck up. Yeah, I want <laughs> shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? That's that would be the best thing you could do. OK, this is the best decision I ever made. <laughs> yep. It's like there it is. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. We're a little rowdy today. We need a mellow Canadian to come in and level things out. He is the host of the Fight Stories podcast. Oh, perfect. But you don't really associate with Canadians. Right. Well, you said he's an asshole. I mean, he's a John and Moses, one of the few Canadians you'll meet who's also an asshole. (laughs) I mean, and I say that with due respect. Listen to this show. Right. There's not a bigger asshole on the planet than Jimmy Fallon. Uh, But we'll chop it up with John Moses when we come back on Everybody Calm Down. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, Sean Barry, why would a guy like me on a podcast like this play a song from Enter the Dragon? Bruce Lee movie, an epic, epic fight scenes. Why, Sean Barry? It's a badass song. Well, it is a badass song, but joining us now on the Mictor's Voice Line is a gentleman who hosts the Fight Stories podcast. So he pretty much walks down the street hearing this in his head, especially when he's done getting booed off stage at comedy clubs. <laughs> now, we love <laughs> I, I like him more than anybody in comedy. He's like my all-time favorite. John Moses joins us on the show. Hey, John Moses. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Is it, let me ask you this question, John Moses. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Is it a little like, bizarre to you? Because, you know, obviously we, we came up together. We did a lot of shows together. We've yep. kind of gone into separate directions. But yeah, I came yeah, back. Yeah. But I yeah, came back looking for on you. and up, and I'm going down. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! You know, you know how comedy works. In my brain, I have made zero progress because the way comedy works is you have your own Joe Jackson abusing you in your head all day. Right. So right. that's what I have. I have this abusive voice in my head who yells at me or stops and gives me a hand job in between writing assignments. And that's <laughs> you, you got to be your own Joe Jackson if you want to make it in the biz, John Moses. But I hope you can appreciate that you never uh, okay, left the radar. Your, your, your own hand job. All right. So we're not doing the Fox News show right now. No. <laughs> Funny you should say off. that. The gloves are no. off. Funny you should say that, John Moses, because I was talking about you on yesterday's episode of Everybody Calm Down. And I said, you know, we got John Moses on the show tomorrow. And I'd like to get into the fact, if we have time, that the last yes. time he was on Fox News, uh, Fox News Radio, we were throwing the fastball, Sean Barry. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple oh, yeah. of pitchers oh, yeah. that were high and outside. <laughs> it was oh, like, yeah. do you yeah. remember in Major League when he's like, hit the mascot? Yeah. John Moses hit the mascot a few times. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and, 
And I almost and I almost opened with what I later tweeted and immediately took down. He, I almost said, "Hey, I'm excited to be here. I can smell the There he goes. There he goes, John Moses. I'm sorry. It's like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. What? I can't hear you, Donnie. You're breaking up. What? My my connection's getting really bad. You don't tell those jokes anywhere, John Moses. Come on, man. I left my ass the journal before they haul me away to the nut house. Yeah, absolutely. For <laughs> what happens is like. Um, he would, me and him really got into it the last time he was on the show, and we're just having a great time. But I'm always listening into the control booth for a gunshot from one of the producers. <laughs> you know who else did one of these with me? Uh, you know our buddy Charles McBee? Can you yeah. hear me? Charles McBee, yeah. came, Charles McBee came by and just did an hour on reparations. And he's a okay. black comic. And it was fine. We actually had a very adult, fun, measured conversation. But you know, right. in this day and age, you could feel people's assholes making a diamond. And like yes. in the in the control room, and we weren't doing anything wrong per se. It's just that people right. get so squirrely around certain topics now, which is un yeah, it's unfortunate. Well, an hour on reparations is a little much. <laughs> He's like Moses, like especially because I would have said no right out of the gate and just shut uh, right, his mic right, right. off. This isn't the Ultra Network. Come on, man. Uh, talking about <laughs> talking about outrage. One of my favorite yes. John Moses bits, and I don't know it in its entirety, but you uh -huh. used to tell a joke about uh, getting your wife in shape at Christmas time, and how you can't just like slide a yoga mat under the tree or something like that. Oh, how did that yeah, bit yeah, go? Yeah. How did that bit go? Oh man, how does it go? You it's don't just, have to do the whole. You don't have to like comments right, on leash it's something me. Something to the effect, you know, like if your wife gains twenty pounds, no big deal. You just slide a yoga mat underneath the Christmas tree. But if your wife gains 140 pounds, that's another person. If she's going to start bringing other people into this relationship, so am I. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a dirtbag joke, but you know. No, I'm into it. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's one of my favorite things. I love 100%, the joke. 100% true. Yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> well, I, I jump in on that because what we were talking about yeah. today, it's like a two-week-old story. It's about a week and a half-old story. People yeah. got mad because of this Peloton commercial. Where a guy bought his wife an exercise bike. And, yeah. you know, they're fat shaming women. They're demeaning women. They're debasing women. Completely oblivious to the fact that it's not his real wife. She's an actress who you know this is two guys who do comedy. If we right. could book a Peloton commercial that's a national that's going to air during football games, that is right. a life-changing event in a good way. Can we start there? Oh, for sure. You know, you're making uh, you're making 20 grand off the rip or something and you're feeling great about it. All of a sudden, you know, everybody's getting presents. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's, it's the best Christmas ever in your house. <laughs> right, but but right. now she's being pressured to, like, denounce the greatest moment of her life because, yeah, they're fat. You know, this I'll give you some quotes from this Vice article. I've read a lot of these, but it's so insane. Uh, they're, they're worth you hearing. Um <laughs> Here it is. This woman would rather be anywhere else in the world than here in her glacial home with the husband she loathes, putting on his sick pantomime of wellness and marital bliss. She'd even rather be back on the dreaded Peloton, uh, the thralls of a machine designed to erode her spirit as it sculpts her quads. Like, who the fuck are these people? That who, who wrote this article? Shakespeare? Like, give me a break. <laughs> Some uh, chick did a hilarious uh, rip on the Peloton article. Uh -huh. Like, for a tweet, it was like a 50-second Instagram video. Very, very funny. Summed it up wonderfully. Like, leave it at that. Does everybody have to weigh in with their fake outrage? <laughs> That's what I mean. Do you, know, do you know how happy I would be to have a wife 
who is addicted to Peloton. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, I agree that there are wives who are addicted to Peloton and their men have nothing to do with it. That's what I think is so infantilizing towards women here is that their take on this commercial is she'd never be exercising unless a man told her to. Like, what does that say about women as a species? It's like the feminists view themselves as inferior. Right. Bananas. Hey, nobody, nobody, nobody's crying over that commercial where a husband buys a wife a Lexus. Yeah, Sean Barry was saying yeah. that, right? Exactly what I said. And, and isn't that shaming the neighbors? Like, right. oh, you, you don't have a Lexus this year. I'm going to put a bow on my Kia for Jenny. There you go. I'm going to put a bow yeah. on a Kia. <laughs> my, we, we, my wife got me the poor man's Peloton. She signed me up for a New Year's Day 5K. Like, what <laughs> what information is she trying to get that? Uh, you know? <laughs> She's trying to kill you, man. Let's you know, you know what's funny, Moses? That's, that's one of the downsides of you being able to successfully maintain your sobriety. You're now expected to be able to run on New Year's Day. <laughs> I, isn't it true? Yeah, this is progress. There was a time in the Moses' life where that would have been the funniest thing anyone could ever do to you, which is like, yeah, we're going to get you out of bed New Year's Day. <laughs> You're going to go run a 5K. What do you mean? What about the 5K I ran from the cops the night before? That doesn't yeah, yeah, count. Exactly. You just slap, car alarm. slap a goddamn number on me. I just, I get mad, and I think that, I mean, you're Canadian. You moved here to America. I yeah. think that uh, you oh, have. Right, a, sorry. Sorry, 3.2 miles. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, you moved here uh, to America. I think you have a unique uh, take on, on the way we view things as Americans. And I yeah. really do think these types of protests are just emblematic of how good life is in this country. Because where the fuck else does anyone even have time to care about this, let alone to actually care about it? Well, I, also, I mean, Canada... Yeah, quality of life is pretty damn good. Yeah. I'm sure they're. I'm sure everybody's on their toilet tweeting about Peloton ads too, right? <laughs> well, no. You know what they're doing in Canada? They're selling. They're they are selling cocaine Santa sweaters. That's what Walmart got in trouble for this week. They were selling a Santa sweater that had him doing three lines of cocaine, which we thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so great. I know. And they had to pull it. And you know what's funny about this, though, by the way, Moses? So the company who is selling them on the Walmart site, it's obviously like a third-party vendor. Walmart probably has no idea it's even there in their defense. Right. Right. Uh, but they were they pulled the it's, co- just, it's just some it's just some like hilarious guy who's picking the merchandise yeah. on his way out the door like I'm quitting the new year anyway <laughs> I'm out of here anyway I'm going to Target <laughs> so let's have some fun but but so right. they pull cocaine Santa but if you look at the cachet of what they're offering from this company there's also a Santa where he is bent over a table pants down to his ankles and there is an alien who's about to give him an anal probe with a dildo. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. And um, that's a real thing. And and that, there's no... That, I, guess, I guess that one's for Walmart online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... It's like also, also available from this producer. After hours, as Gaffigan would say. <laughs> after hours. But, uh, but they were mad about Santa and stuff. But those are those goddamn Canucks. You guys are coking up Santa. And sticking yeah. stuff up his butt. And you know what? I'm personally. First uh, of all, Santa's got a very long night. He probably has been doing cocaine. Yeah, that's no to question. To move at that speed from sunup to sundown? <laughs> or sundown to sunup? You got to be you gotta be jazzed. No, I, I think you're making good points here. I think you're making very good points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a lot of elves. How are you going to keep those elves motivated? on? Because he's not paying them. They're basically that's getting right. room and board. You know, that's right. And it, and it does. If we were going to take it there, we were joking about this the other day. It also explains why he can only come once a year. 
you know, because he's all fucking his, uh, jacked out. Yeah, his, his all that snow is no good for the North Pole, if you will. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, oh, I man, know, really. There it is. Me, don't start me down that path with I, stories I, about not being able to perform. <laughs> John Moses. Uh, what is a Moses family Christmas looking like? You got a daughter. Did you go see Frozen 2? Yeah, we saw Frozen 2. How is it? Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was on par with Frozen 1. It was decent. Is, is it? Let me ask you this. Did you see Toy Story 4? Yes. All right. I, I've only seen Toy Story 4, and it felt yeah. like a forced shot. Like, it felt like Brett Favre thrown into, like, triple coverage. Like, they knew there was a yeah. chance of success and it would make money, but it wasn't entirely necessary. Like, Toy Story 4 absolutely didn't have to happen. Is this right. movie yeah, good? It's pretty, it's pretty hard to leave $500 billion uh, dollars on, on the, the table. table. Right. Yeah, I agree. They're never going to do that. But is the right. it, but it, was the movie good? Like, good enough. It's it's basically, it's a Frozen it movie. I watch so many bad kids movies. We've seen every animated film that's come out since she's been born. So there's so many really bad ones. Mm -hmm. It was good. You know, it was all right. All right, fair enough. Um, would you say it's it was satisfying. more or less violent than The Irishman? Uh, I haven't seen The Irishman. I don't have that type of time. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's a big commitment. Yeah. Three hours and 45 <laughs> yeah. minutes. It is funny. Yeah. We were saying the other day, like, it swept I'll every... Just, I'll, just, I'll just watch Casino at one and a half speed. Oh, <laughs> God, I love Casino, though. Did you like... Did you love Casino? I think Sharon Stone in Casino is, like, the best Sharon acting Stone. performance ever. Sharon Stone, the, the scene where Joe, Joe Pesci does the head push. Yes! And then the scene... The scene where Joe Pesci's like brother is already beaten and thrown in the corner. Oh man, both of those turn my stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're hard to watch. They're hard. They're yeah, Cas Casino is so violent, but like James Woods is so good in that movie as oh, Lester yeah, the sure. Pimp. Uh, yeah. Lester and 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 she is so good in that movie. I mean, they're all good, but that yeah. movie to me is the best of all of them. Even though people are partial towards Goodfellas because it's funny and it was the first one and everything, right, I really right. like Casino because of the realism of just how fucking far sideways life could go for those people out there. You know, when you're getting driven out into the desert and the, and you you get out of the car and see a hole in the ground, <laughs> but oh but that's life. That was real life, you know. And there's something I, I was so in real. A weeks ago not that i'm trying to brag but i was looking out the window of the hotel i was like how many people are buried out there oh you don't want to know how many people because like vegas this is a funny thing but when i was a young kid i used to go to vegas in like the late 90s when it was still half the wild wild west um you know the mirage was there the treasure island was there but there were a lot of hotels i could name 10 like the desert inn that aren't even standing anymore the sands, any of that stuff, not even there, um, that all were like the Tangiers that got imploded. But it was the tail end back then of like I saw people getting beaten up in casinos by staff, like people that were palming, palming chips. Like what people yeah. do is like they'll put down like say 20 chips as the dealer's dealing cards. And as they're, they're putting them down on the map just as their card's hitting the table. And if they don't like the first card, they pick up nine out of the ten chips. It's like they're shrinking Ooh. their bet. And I've seen people come right over and fucking knock them off stools and start kicking them, punching them, because they're people who do it all the time. Right. It's a big thing that happens in Atlantic City, too, at, like, some of the lower-rent casinos. Like, the Claridge used to have a lot of that. And right. um, they don't do that anymore. Like, now somebody comes over offers you a free buffet and then sticks a cattle prod under your sport coat and fucking walks you out into the back room. That still happens, man. How do you know this scummy stuff? On some small level, it still does. I spent a lot of time in Vegas. I had a lot of so friends. Cool. You had a lot of friends when I was young that worked in like the gambling industry. And right. uh, I used to see wild shit, man. Wild shit. I mean, Moses, here's something you didn't get to do. 
When Rudy Giuliani cleaned up the city, um, they had a 50-50 law. And for a while there, strip clubs were only allowed to be in business. If they because they had a cabaret license, if they right. were 50% strip club, 50% something else. So when 50% I percent all you can eat buffet, yeah, very good. That's funny. <laughs> so, so that's how the buffet got started. You can yeah. thank Rudy. Uh, but but no, no, when I started, Moses, the open mics were in strip clubs, they had open mics in strip clubs. We used to do an open mic at 10s on 20th Street, surrounded by strippers who it was so funny. But the parallels between a stripper childhood and a comedian childhood are the same very, spot on thing. Similar. Just broken similar, toys. Yep. Just broken <laughs> right. toys, man. And uh, all, I. Go ahead. All the good looking babes become strippers. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Well, that's what happened. Like, we did all the comedy, but all the strippers got like the sitcoms and the parts. They're like, she's hot, she's castable. And a lot of people yeah, don't know yeah, this. Yeah. The reason so many people think women aren't funny. Um, besides the obvious, no, I'm kidding. But the reason yep. so many of them being silly girls don't cancel me. But the reason uh, people think women aren't funny is because in the 80s and 90s, they were just casting the hottest chick on the comedy show. Mm. They didn't care right. who the comic was. They were just like, oh, she, we need we need a girl on the show. Get the hottest fucking girl we could. And you'd get a girl that was doing comedy <laughs> a week who was right. gorgeous knows, and right. was terrible. If she knows how to read, she's in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was terrible. And then there were a lot of women who were probably in her class looks-wise, but 12 times better comedy-wise, who didn't get a shot. And um, Now they just get Peloton commercials. Yeah, now they just get Peloton commercials. There it is, full circle. <laughs> there it goes, Sean Barry. There it goes. Uh, Moses, one more thing before I let you run. We're having such a Tell glorious me. time today. Tell me. Um, do you plan on coming back on Fox News Radio in the near, near future? Yes. Do you have, between you and me, I just need to know, because I can cover your ass either way. Do you plan yes. on cleaning up your act, or do I need like a twelve-minute dump button? Because that, that's all they want to know in the production booth. They're happy to have you. I'm gonna try. <laughs> I can't make any promises here. You know, maybe maybe a fifty-second uh, head start would be a good idea. <laughs> Longest dump button in radio history. <laughs> We're just gonna pre-tape. We're just gonna pre-tape the interview, Moses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who knew it was going to be a Canuck who brought down Fox? No one ever saw that coming. But <laughs> Mid-sentence, just cut to commercial. Never come back. <laughs> so funny. Uh, listen, man, I owe you big for this, so thank you. Thanks, brother. And, Always and, a good time yep. talking to you, man. All right. Happy Boxing Day. I'll see you soon. All right. Fight stories. Fight stories. Fight stories. Oh, yeah. Well, listen to fight stories. I still got to come on fight stories. Let's work that out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. We'll, we'll uh, blur your face and lower your voice like, uh, <laughs> like, a, child, like a child rapist. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll end on that. See you, man. <laughs> oh, I, I say that all the time. Now, like, are you on fight stories i'm like no I, w- I was just hanging out with jeffrey epstein i was i don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> i was at i was at prince andrew's house cruising for chicks i don't know what you're talking about a lot of fun moses i'll see you soon yeah right see you soon man take it easy there he goes john moses everybody a legend we'll be back with a couple of quick headlines and then we'll wrap it up right here on everybody calm down the red-nosed reindeer featured too much bullying. From now on, gang, we won't let Rudolph join in any reindeer games, right? Social Justice Productions has remade the film without the bullying. And now Rudolph is... Independent. Without those terrible bullies, he's no longer tormented to fight his way to the front of the sleigh. Instead, the self-loving deer will join his polite pals for a walk in the woods. It's a deal. But there's only one problem. Turns out that bright and shiny nose is even better at leading hunters than Santa. 
Rudolph the Red-Nosed Venison. Now playing in theaters everywhere and coming soon to a table near you. Eat! Eat! Name of the show is called Everybody Calm Down. Relax. This is an easy moment in your life. (laughs) There's no stress. There's no urgency. The rat race is over. It's easy time. Easy. Kick up your heels. Mellow out to the soothing vibes of Kung Fu. One of the best video games ever made. Something about old video games where you just needed to know two buttons and you could play them. Oh, yeah, for that sure. That was great. Simple. That was real escapism. Some, some directional. Yeah. An a and a B. Now you play a goddamn video game. Like, you play Madden on, on career mode. Oh, come on. You got to set the hot dog prices, pick the jerseys. I mean, there's, there's a coolness factor to that, but, yeah, there's, it's just... It's, it's too really, involved. Oh, I can't take the time Seriously, to figure out you, how these games work anymore. No, no. If you play Madden in owner mode, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. You can design a new stadium. Hot dog prices, jerseys, alternative uniforms scouting. I'm not making this up. Mm. If you play with the Patriots, you have to pick which rub and tug you go to. If you're playing in owner <laughs> mode, you got to pick you got to pick where to get your happy ending if you're if you're Robert Kraft, a dirtbag. Ah, whatever. Shout out to John Moses. Jenny Fail is on the show tomorrow. She turned 39 this week. Say something nice to her. Uh, one quick one before I let you go, Sean Barry, cuz it's on my mind. And if it's on my mind, it's on the show. Mm-hmm. It's just something I can't get away from. Uh, the Amazon Alexa. The Amazon Home, uh, yeah, the microphone that links to the internet. And yeah, talks Silicon to you. Valley says that these home assistants mm. are listening to you have sex. Why? I you know, don't. Why would they want to do that? Well, because they're <laughs> because they're just what it is is it's not that they're listening on purpose, right? It's that they're just listening all the time. Yeah. Because if you say something, you well, know, I mean, anyone that, that doesn't assume That's already right. that these things are just listening constantly. I can tell everything. Your phone, your camera. Do you know how many people have watched so, so. you stare at a porno you were whacking off to? Yeah, and I welcome them. Like I, I can't figure out <laughs> why you'd want to see that. No, I don't even want to see that. I know, but you know? They do, they're seeing it. Yeah. Oh, they're seeing it. And there's nothing you can do with that information that's going to make me, I don't know, give you the yeah, money Yeah, like who doesn't, know, who doesn't know I'm a dirtbag? Yeah, what, what are you going to get over on me? I got nothing to give you. No. I really got nothing for you. Uh, but Alexa... He's listening. Good. That's so funny. Enjoy yourself, Alexa. You come, you come out of your bedroom, Alexa, smoking a cigarette. No, she's, <laughs> she's just as disappointed as my wife. <laughs> oh, shame. <laughs> the shame yeah. of Alexa I'll, listening to you. Alexa tried to throw herself off the nightstand. Dude, if Alexa's listening to me and Jenny Bang, like the cops would be here. Because Jenny Fela is, I say this all the time, all right. a sweet piece of pie. I love Jenny Fela. Oh she's, no, she's a great woman. She's the best woman I know. She's the best human I know, but Jenny Fela is a is a long day at the office. You want to get in the ring with the heavyweight champion from Wapakoneta, Ohio? <laughs> right. You are going to earn your your pay. Is all I'm trying to say to you, folks. You might say you might see Jimmy Fail on TV, be like, I'd like to have this guy's life. <laughs> yeah. Good luck banging her and feeding the other one because it is not easy. <laughs> These are good people. I love them with all I got. But, man, I'm fucking really riding the rails, Sean. I, I'm working hard, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Uh, show's over. Check out Jenny Fela on the show tomorrow if we're still talking after that life descriptive. Yeah. I love her. She's the best. She's the greatest thing there's ever been. Uh, watch Kennedy tonight. Andrew Heaton is on the show. Former head writer of the program, my predecessor, mm-hmm. a gentleman uh, who got me the gig there. Uh, on TV at Fox. He saw me doing comedy, brought me in, and was like, hey, this guy should do some TV. So we owe it all to Heaton. Nice. How about that? 
Yeah. This fucking high stress stroke I'm about to have. <laughs> Andrew Heaton, this bud's for you, you bastard. Oh, buddy. Sean Barry, nice to see you, man. Likewise. What a goddamn treat this was. Mm-hmm. On a Thursday. It's got Christmas is just here now. Do you understand? We're now two weeks from two weeks from today, Christmas is over. Right. Not even two weeks till it's over. Right. My God. It really is freaky. I don't know if it's the digital age or if it's adult life or a combination thereof. Mm -hmm. Life is, for me personally, hurtling forward at a billion miles an hour. Yeah, well, the older you get, the faster. Is that what it is? But no, it is breakneck speed Mm -hmm. for me. And it's like, you know when you get on like a real roller coaster um, and it has that that millionth of a second period where you're accelerating so fast you don't enjoy it yeah like i do feel my life moving at that pace most weekdays Mm -hmm. and it's like and i'm like oh my god and i keep up but i'm like you're really holding on to the thing right (laughs) you gotta write the thing you gotta do the tv thing you gotta be in the interview you gotta do it's a lot man especially with this little community college brain people think i'm self-deprecating i'm not self-deprecating i'm asking for help it's not (laughs) i'm doing a lot with a little you understand, people? A lot with a little. It's not self-deprecation when I say, like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of stupid. I mean, I'm not stupid enough to protest a goddamn Peloton ad. Yeah. So stupid. You jackasses. I'm going to go buy everyone I know a Peloton bike now. <laughs> I don't have the money. It's unfortunate. It's so goddamn expensive. Yeah. So it's you can do this. You can get them for two. You can lease them. So you can lease them. So you pay for the membership and the bike financed. So you're paying like $125 a month to hold this thing down. For a fucking bike, you're not going to ride. Yeah. Do you realize what you could do after like four months of Peloton subscription? You could buy a really nice bike and leave your house. Yeah. Get one for like 300 bucks. Decent bike. Wasn't the whole point of working out at home to avoid annoying people at the gym? All right. Now you're taking a bike. Uh, you're taking a class that brings the gym into your house. Yeah. Now you got like old men walking around naked on your screen in the living room. <laughs> Guys blow drying his balls while you're trying to get your kid out the door for school. One leg up on the sink. Uh, why do they do that? Get the angle. At, old, at the old Bally's in Levittown, there was an old man who just assumed it was an all-male gym. Or maybe he just lost his filter. He used to walk out of the gym, out of the men's locker room in flip-flops, and hang on the pull-up bar completely nude. Oh. Completely nude. It was nice. disgusting. And, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, you're trying to work out. Okay, you want to put your balls away, Grandpa? <laughs> I mean, I'm a very low-maintenance gym member. I wipe down the machine. I don't make many requests of my fellow gym-goer. Mm-hmm. But put your balls away. Yeah. Good Nick DiPaolo joke. Because, yeah, I'm down in the locker room one day. This guy gets changed right in front of me. His dick hits my lip. Oh. He's like, he goes, now, I'm not anti-gay, but I am very anti-dick on my lip. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Ah, uh, the show's over, everybody. Get the fuck out. Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy.